last year when what school this is? refused to act on it, but Cuomo you know, issued an executive know. order that restarted the cameras just in time for the start of this school. Oh, a bug bomb left in the hallway outside the Mount Vernon Buildings Department prompted an evacuation here at City Hall. Oh, no. Folks were allowed to go back in. Fire Commissioner Ted Beal says there was a small fire inside a Buildings Department file cabinet. Here with documents, uh, we're provisional documents. Somebody trying to burn evidence. Permission. Mayor Richard Thomas believes uh, all the incidents were meant to send a message. When you are cleaning up 25 years of what I be, believe to be a corrupt culture, um, you're going to get threats, raised, and bailed. No one was hurt. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Al Jones, 10, 10 wins in Mount Vernon. And U.S. officials say here's proof positive. You get what you pay for. The Centers for Disease Control issuing a level 2 travel alert for Americans visiting Tijuana, Mexico. This coming after a bug was discovered, particularly among people who got a certain health procedure done over there. Health procedure? What? Weight loss. Who would do that? Worries about global growth weighed on stocks. The Dow Jones Industrial Average slumped 86. The S&P 500 slipped 13. The Nasdaq Composite dropped 65. Gannett says it will review a $1.3 billion takeover bid from MNG Enterprises that would turn MNG into the largest owner of U.S. daily papers, including USA Today. Group Unveiled here, keeping you updated with the latest. And today we're going to be updating you about the government shutdown and letting you know that it's now a record. It's now the longest in U.S. history. But not only that, we're also going to be keeping you updated and telling you how this affects not only you, but also your children and also your families and also when it comes to certain benefits. And even how this can impact the rest of the world, because if you don't think that this is impacting your neck of the woods, it's time to think again. Because now I'm here at a report from Business Insider that says, from airport lines to food inspections, here are all the ways the government shutdown is impacting the lives. As of right now, the shutdown is now officially in its 24th day, meaning that it's now well into the fourth week of the shutdown. Now, while the shutdown does not close the entire federal government, however, it does still impact the slew of agencies, including the Departments of Agriculture, Commerce, Justice, Homeland Security, Interior, State, Transportation, Housing, and Urban Development. 
This means that the shutdown directly affects the families of around 800,000 federal employees who are either working without pay or are forced to stay home on furlough. But beyond the struggles that those federal employees are going through, average Americans who do not work for the government are also likely to see some strains along with the rest of the world. Because if America is impacted, well, guess what? So is the rest of the world. Could this be leading up to what? The beginning of the shutdown, the beginning of the collapse of the dollar. Because it says what? Longer lines at airports, fewer food safety inspections, even though we know the real agenda of the USDA and alphabet soups and a buildup of trash in national parks are only a few ways that the government shutdown is taking its toll. Not only that, but what has already started as a result of this riots and protests testing. Do you see what this is leading up to? The purge right in front of us. Now here is a list that we're briefly going to go over and I'm also going to be bringing in a few more resources and articles talking about these things also as we continue to go along. Now I will be sure to link this in the description box below so you can take a look at it on your own time. But again, this is what they're telling us. We know that it could be much worse than what they're telling us. And again, they're trying to pacify the sleeping public. But according to them, they claim that around 800,000 Americans who are employed by the government are currently furloughed or working without pay until the shutdown ends. Well, according to Trump and according to your government, it could go on for years. Again, we'll have to see and we'll be keeping you updated as to the length of the government shutdown but let's just assume according to them that it did go on for years now what does that mean for people who are in these jobs who are not getting paid because of them could it lead to more buildup and rioting and protesting what will it mean for these people Tens of thousands of employees working without pay are in law enforcement departments, including the FBI, Customs and Border Protection, and the Secret Service. And we've already gone over that in previous videos about the TSA also and how the TSA has been affected with the workers there too. Again, the question is, if this keeps going on without pay, what is this going to lead up to? What is this going to mean for airports? One option is that, well, the quality of security may be slipping according to them. But what could this mean? Is this leading up to what? More planned stage chaos all throughout the nation. And again, remember what we talked about in the previous video. It is a slow but sure thing. It's not going to happen all at once, but that doesn't mean that things are not happening. That does not mean that the pot is not brewing because, oh, indeed it is. When it comes to air pilots and air traffic control, this has also been affected because it says here air pilots unions have also warned that air traffic controllers are working without pay and the shutdown could make flying less safe. And then it goes on to say at the FAA or the Federal Aviation Administration, there are fewer safety inspectors than are needed in order to ensure their air traffic control infrastructure is performing at its peak levels of performance. And this is according to the president of the ALPA that was addressed in a letter to Trump. Also known as the Airline Pilots Association International. Now again, why is this so important? Because again, if people are trying to travel, if you're trying to make travel arrangements all over the nation, and if, keyword, if things were to get worse with the government shutdown, as your government is even saying, well then what would this mean? How would you be able to get from one city to another really quickly? Could this be a big issue? 
Rental assistance from the Department of Housing and Urban Development cannot go out, risking thousands of evictions. Now, again, this is just what they're telling us on the surface. Thousands of evictions, meaning a ton of people could be evicted due to this government shutdown if it were to continue and should it continue. But could this lead into the tens of thousands? What about the hundreds of thousands? What about stage rioting? Because what happens when you can no longer get certain food or certain products or certain items from the grocery store anymore when it comes to other shutdowns if the banks were to shut down or anything else as we've talked about in previous videos as your government has been doing and conducting series of tests when it comes to the ATM outages along with the shortages. And not only that, but when it comes to this also where it says many food inspections done by the FDA have ceased, which experts according to them, say could increase the risk of a food poisoning outbreak, even though the FDA is responsible for food poisoning. But let's keep going. Don't you see where this is leading up to? It's leading up to what? Supply and demand. Food prices are going to skyrocket real soon if the government shutdown continues, along with other things such as household items, toiletries, and etc. And so what that means is people who cannot afford these things or people who have been laid off from their jobs who are no longer working or no longer getting income because of this could be affected and if they cannot get food for their families because all of these prices are skyrocketing along with gas prices and etc what do you think that's a recipe for if they're already going to be evicting certain people that means rent prices could in fact go up too it's all a major test indeed now, here's one of the important ones as we've gone over before, because this could also affect your children, too, because this says here the approximately 40 million people, which is about an eighth of America, by the way, who receive SNAP benefits, also known as food stamps, will only be able to get benefit through the next month if the shutdown continues. That means by the time it gets to March, if the government is shut down for another six weeks and we're already going into the fourth one, well, then that means that what people will no longer be able to get their food stamps but could this affect lunchroom programs for children too according to this report schools child nutrition programs are to stay funded through march so within the next two months despite the shutdown now pay careful attention to this next part because while SNAP and the Child Nutrition Program are safe for now, other food programs under the USDA's purview are not because it says here some of them are not even receiving funding. The programs that are no longer receiving USDA funds include the Commodity Supplemental Food Program, a program focusing on low-income seniors, the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, and the Food Distribution Program on Indian reserves or Indian reservations and Indian reservations are being affected big time by this government shutdown when it comes to funds. And I'm going to share that with you in a moment to come. Not only that, but 95% of the staff at the Office of Food and Nutrition Services, which oversees SNAP benefits and other food programs is now on furlough and no longer receiving pay. And as we just read, when it comes to the child nutrition program, that means lunch for children if they're on these programs well if the government shutdown continues all the way through the spring well then guess what they're not able to receive these programs anymore what will this mean for schools also what will this mean when it comes to children as well and even the prices of food during that time should the government remain under a record shutdown 
And speaking of some of the Native American tribes, funding for many Native American tribes has been cut off, including for the Indian Health Service. Funding for health clinics, food pantries, and road maintenance on many Native American reservations has been cut off. The Department of Health and Human Services Indian Health Service is also not receiving funds. Again, it's going what? It's a slow but sure process. Soon enough, it's going to start affecting everybody else. Real estate could also be affected because according to this, it says the government is delaying some economic data releases such as the trade deficit. The Department of Commerce's Bureau of Economic Analysis and Census Bureau are unable to release economic data due to the lack of funding. So stats like the trade deficit, new home sales, and inflation are unavailable for the duration according to them. And that's another thing that during the shutdown, some of the government websites are also not going to be updating their websites and we're going to be taking a look at that in just a moment to come. The U.S. Forest Service is unable to prepare for the upcoming fire season. The Forest Service and other federal land management agencies typically use the winter months to clear debris from forests, conduct controlled burns, and train new firefighters, even though we've gone over on this channel how a lot of this is due to what? DEWs, or direct energy weapons, microwaves, and lasers. Then it goes on to say these activities help reduce the severity of wildfires in the warmer months and prepare for the fire season. What problem? reaction solution but that work is ceased during the shutdown now a ton of national parks are closed which means they've closed campgrounds to visitors to prevent facilities like trash sites and toilets from overflowing also and because these parks are not open, well, what does that mean? That means there's going to be a lot of trash everywhere also unless volunteers clean up after themselves National monuments are also going to be closed, such as the Gateway Arch to the National Zoo, also the Liberty Bell, and etc. Now, when it comes to Social Security disability checks and things like Medicare, they claim that it's unaffected by the shutdown and that it only affects funds that are appropriated by Congress on an annual basis. So this means Social Security is paid for by permanent funding. Therefore, the checks still go out despite the shutdown. But although that's the case, well, if the shutdown were to continue, what if they decided to delay these checks? What if anything happened where they decided to say, you you know what they're not going to send them out after all what will that mean for you and the rest of your family then what about when it comes to disability pays and GI Bill benefits and other so-called benefits? What about this? Well, according to Task and Purpose, this says, like retiree pay, VA disability pay and GI Bill payments are both funded throughout different legislation than is at risk on the Hill. For that reason, those checks are unlikely to be affected by a brief shutdown. Notice how it says brief, though. However, during the last shutdown in 2013, VA officials warned that if the closure extended beyond several weeks, which this one has so far, disability checks were unlikely to go out to more than 5.1 million veterans. Did you hear that? Again, so while some people might be receiving pay now, the question is, will this remain and will this last? How long will this last should the government shutdown last months or even years, according to Trump and according to your government? Again, we'll have to stay updated with that. But now I'm at the website with military benefits that says how a government shutdown will impact the military community. And it talks about military pay where salaries for 1.3 million service members of the Army, Navy, Air Force, the Marine Corps are 
are not affected by the latest government shutdown because the DOD had its full fiscal year funding approved as of last fall. And then it talks about how the banks, although not affected during the shutdown, many financial institutions that support current and former service members will offer advance pay or assistance. But let me ask you this. What if the banks were to shut down too? Then what does that mean? If the banks were to shut down, how are you getting your money out of the banks? Then would they have to enact and institute bail-ins as we've gone over on this network? What does that really mean? Because then it goes on to talk about that and what it means for those in the military, along with retired and survivor benefit plan pay. And while they would still receive their pension checks as the funding for these benefits is not tied to Congress's funding bill, again, what if they were to any way try to stop this from happening or what if there were to be something else that could try to preclude it? Now, what's also very important to note about this is that immigration courts are also closed because it says here, what happens to immigration cases? Many immigration courts are closed due to the shutdown, adding to an already overwhelming backlog of immigration cases. Cases of detained immigrants will proceed as scheduled according to the Executive Office for Immigration Review. Cases of immigrants who aren't detained will be reset for after the government reopens, if it even does, with thousands of cases rescheduled so far. And while according to them, while people might in fact still receive their IRS tax returns, well, they could be delayed because it says here federal shutdown means tax refunds may be delayed. And mind you, this was as of when it was going into its 14th day 10 days ago. Now it's well. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I'm so Truth unveiled here. Oh, wow, I just did that to you guys. I'm so sorry. Here, federal shutdown means tax refunds may be delayed. And mind you, this was as of when it was going into its 14th day 10 days ago. Now it's well into its 24th day, almost going into a month. And according to a report from Market Watch, back in 2013, during that government shutdown, some $2.2 billion in tax refunds were delayed. And mind you, that was not even the record. What about now in 2019, now that it is a record? And due to the government shutdown, services such as E-Verify is out of service along with temporary layoffs or furloughs. Now, again, they're telling us that it's temporary, but for how long? Because it could be a substantial amount of time, according to them. And of course, we will keep you updated on this network. Now, we're here at the National Transportation Safety Board or the NTSB that says due to the lapse in appropriations and government shutdown, this website will no longer be updated. For more info on available government services, please visit USA.gov. And so you see what it's all preparing for the shutdown because as we've gone over on this network, it's preparing for what the internet shutdown also. Do you see how all of these shutdowns are coinciding together? Not just when it comes to even banks and the preparation thereof, but even when it comes to the internet shutdown, when it comes to the stores, when it comes to military, when it comes to governmental programs and assistance that many people have gotten comfortable with. Do you see how all of this is about to change? Not only that, but again, pay attention to the prophetic signs too. How what? That it's right on the cusp of the 400 year mark that will be fulfilled as of the summer of 2019. Not only that, but what? We also have what's coming up to the three super moons in a row, not to mention the blood moon that's going to be next week from now.
And if you are wondering what I'm talking about, please take a look at some of the videos that are linked in the description box below. Please seek Yahuwah and his true son Yahusha because as you see, there is some real things taking place, real events taking place. And again, it does not just affect America, it also affects the rest of the world because when America falls, the whole world falls too. But this is Truth Unveiled here, keeping you updated, saying as always, Shalom. Let's get back on our navigation. Talk to someone about it who knows about the product and also be able to feel it in your hands is a big comfort. B and H has a huge selection. They pretty much set the standard. Yeah, oh I love it. Oh. still not see everything as I progressed in my journey as a photographer. B and H has sort of been that for all of those steps. I guess the best way to sum it up is just you go to B and H. Working. Working. session where he verbally annihilated the show's co-host Wanda Smith, but he also gave a stinging critique of some of Hollywood's recent crop of black comedians like Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish, among others. A whole Tiffany lot of Haddish shit has happened Haddish. since then surrounding that Radish. interview, and we're about Wrong to talk Haddish. about it right now. Do we have but to? also because of the way she conducted herself during and after the Cat Williams interview last fall. At one point after the interview, her husband, Lamore Sellers, Whoa. who was in no way affiliated with V103, called the station to check Frank Ski about what happened, which I believe was totally inappropriate. Well, pulling the gun on Cat was worse, but I covered that on the previous video. If you didn't see that, click on the link in the corner. So show mm -hmm. or something like that. But the morning show, that's what a bread and butter is. Right. And you have to go through this marginal talent that has hate in her heart. Mm. You can ask the comedians in Atlanta who was posting all kind of stuff about knowing how it really go. Mm. It's like, I don't even want to go up there. I don't want no drama. Because mm. this is what comes when you deal with marginal talent, if you mm. ask me. So I'm just putting that out there. I hope something is done where if if a person got to work in Atlanta, they don't have to deal with that. Mm. And if we do got to deal with it, I'll be doing comedy probably longer than she'll be having that job because them radio jobs shuffle out right. after a certain amount of time. Now, I, I give her credit. She's been on there way longer than I ever thought. <laughs> oh, how long? I mean, I, she been on there a long time. Frank has left and came back. Okay. Mm. So this is the person that uh, gave Kat uh, uh, hard ways to go uh, on the radio show, uh, you know, disparaging his challenges and 
trying not to sell out and all that. The original uh, host of that show. Yeah. Okay. Frank's morning show. And, you know, she was the personality on there. And I'm just saying, man, it's like... There's other radio stations in Atlanta. We did the Fox Theater. We sold it out and did another show. So. You only got Tiffany Haddish. She's been doing comedy since she was 16. You can't tell me your favorite Tiffany Haddish joke. Why? Because she ain't done a tour yet. Mm -hmm. She ain't done a special. She has not proven the ability to tell jokes back to back for an hour to nobody. And they are already ready to down Monique and up somebody who has showed them Girls Trip. Did you think she wrote Girls Trip Goofball? Right. Or do you think that was already a script and they handed it to her? It, it's up to you, whatever you want to believe. I, I'm i the introduction to Tiffany Haddish in the movie School Dance. The clip for School Dance has been seen more times than the movie has. That's just a fact. Whether you like him or not, you have to admit that Cat was 1,000% correct here. Here are my personal thoughts on Tiffany Haddish. The first thing besides Girls Trip that I really heard about regarding her was her biography, The Last Black Unit. I did download and listen to the ebook, and I was like, wow, this homeless orphan girl who could barely read and survive sexual abuse went on to achieve stardom in Hollywood. I was so impressed that I started looking up her work to see how she blew out of seemingly nowhere. So, first thing I started uh, finding was her stand-up videos on YouTube. One that had over 5 million views was from the Laugh Factory uh, of a video titled, Try Not to Laugh. And it was several of Tiffany's different routines. Well, I hate to say, I didn't even laugh. Didn't even really chuckle. You know, I, I was expecting like a Melanie Camacho or some more type, you know, a laugh-a-minute comedian, you know. But it just wasn't funny, and some of the humor was a little cringeworthy. So I said, well, maybe stand-up isn't her thing. Maybe she's a better, you know, actress or whatever. So I checked out her IMBD. I must have missed something, because she's on every fucking thing. Commercials, talk shows. So who is this woman? So I looked her up, and going back to 2014, all she's done was start a handful of B-movies and... She was in a few TV series like The Carmichael Show and Tyler Perry's If Loving You Is Wrong and a whole bunch of other shit that I probably never watched because I don't watch used-to-be-black entertainment television or corny network sitcoms. That was funny. Really, if she hadn't blown up the girl's trip, I still wouldn't know who she was. All I know is to start off her first nationwide tour like she did, her first stand-up tour, that's not a good look. I know she looks young, but the broad is 39 years old. She's old enough to know better than trying to work drunk and unprepared. I mean, she's not at that level yet. Here's her with her I Party video. I know you've probably already seen it, but here it is anyway. And look in her eyes. That girl is zonked. When you look in a person's eyes and their eyes look empty, when you try to have a conversation with them, and it's like... Maybe it's a clone. Their eye, you know, they're looking at you, but nobody's home. But that's scary. But anyway, check this out. What up, y'all? It's me, Tiffany Haddish, and I ain't gonna lie to you. I've been out here in Miami since yesterday or early this morning, and I partied. I partied all night. I partied all, not even night. I partied all morning. I went to bed. You know what? This could be programming so that people that identify with her 
actually do what she's doing right now. I'm not kidding you. It's whatever time it is right now, I'm up. Getting ready to do this show tonight. New Year's Eve. I'm about to party. I'm about to party some more. Who coming to party with me? Who coming to ring in the New Year with me? We at the James. I forget the name of the theater. Damn. Go to my website, TiffanyHatch.com. We can find out where it's at. It's the James L. Knight Center Theater. James L. Theater Center Night. Ciroc is still in my system. The party is real, though. The party, the party's gonna be so lit. Get your tickets, TiffanyHaddish.com. New Year's Eve, let's go. Yay! All right, so me being me, I looked up her ticket prices for her next show. Seats started $109 to sit in the nosebleed section to listen to her talk about getting her mom out of the crazy house and starting her period. Man, the fuck? I can go to the Atlanta Comedy Club Valentine's Day weekend and see living legend Tommy Davidson for $35 and actually laugh my ass off and still have some money left over to get some crab legs. Anyway, last note on Tiffany, where I can honestly say that from the time I found out about her until now where she lost me. At the time of my last Cat Williams video, I hadn't seen the Breakfast Club interview with her and Kevin Hart. I'd reported that all was forgiven between her and Kat at the enemies. I didn't realize how cutthroat and two-faced she really was. The entire time during the Breakfast Club interview that Kevin Hart and her were together, Kev was shitting on Kat, talking about how he was on drugs and how Kat was blaming a white man for his problems. And this bobblehead bitch was sitting there in Kevin's amen corner, agreeing with everything he was saying and then had the audacity to throw shade at Kev herself. Her comment, did I fuck his man, really showed her true colors. Now, I would expect some, something like that from Wanda, but not somebody that helped put her on four or five years ago. Now, some of you may be saying, damn, Sly, you being rough on Tiffany. Well, here's something else I found that you may not have known. Kat spoke to Tiffany the day of the V103 interview to explain his comments. And this was a whole week prior to the Breakfast Club interview. He apologized then, and he apologized at the Emmys. And I have the receipt. Well, rather, Greg Grant has the receipts. Check this out. You know, a lot of things got riled up that day after the interview. But what I don't understand is after the interview, Tiffany called my phone and asked me, Red, what's Kat's number? I haven't talked to Tiffany in a while, but I said, I'll make sure he gives you a call. Called her back and let her know Kat will be calling her. He FaceTimed Tiffany. They laughed and joked and it was jovial and he explained what he, you know, was trying to say to her about her at the time and what examples he was trying to set and everybody was laughing he apologized to her then and everything was cool well I guess after today's interview we realized that Tiff is still pretty upset. And, uh, you know, 
you got a right to be upset. But don't be fake upset. You feel me? Don't get an apology, you know, on FaceTime and at the Emmys. And now you go on the radio with K Hart, who I got a lot of respect for and love. And say what you I, I just I don't understand it. What's going on in here? Sounds like a reggae party. Huh? I locked it. She's licking me. Oh god. Oh. Who is this? Oh. Oh, that's nice. don't do whatever the hell they want at the Washington Post or ABC or CNN. They have bosses approve their budgets to do stories, and then they do editorial on those sources. So it is the Washington Post, not some dipwad reporter. Uh, so, um, uh, who basically said, oh, that $21 trillion is a big lie. Then they got uh, Artasio-Cortez out there, the Huffington Post, and we could pay for, you know, Medicare for everyone, and, and tell me how brilliantly they thumped this $21 trillion down. And yeah, that was like pretty nothing. brilliant. So, so basically, they got her to uh, confess that she had made a mistake, and so that affirms, quote-unquote, this is a plug. Here's here's what you've got because it's very she, hard for people to believe. She admitted with uh, Anderson Cooper. She admitted with Anderson Cooper, who consequently spent a couple of summers at the CIA as an intern. Uh, and she okay, did but it, here's what's interesting. Yeah, she she didn't say that twenty one trillion was a mistake. She she 
said that she had made a mistake, but she didn't say which part of the tweet was a mistake. Because the second part of the tweet that was a mistake, the 21 trillion was accurate. So, um, but it was very clever the way they did it. And But here's the reality. Well, it was they, they, this, you say the CIA put a team of people on the media and, and thumped this story. I'm true. assuming it was the CIA. I don't know that. But usually there's a there would be a private media team. It could be a consulting firm. It could be a media firm. It could be a law firm. So, but but normally you have a team that's in charge of handling the modified hangout on this thing or the pushback or the disinformation on that. So, you know, whoever the project manager was, I think did a, did a really brilliant job. What What is important to understand about what they did is this is a Main Street versus Wall Street situation. You have all of Washington and Wall Street very dependent on the subsidy that rolls out from all these financial shenanigans. And as I said, I think they're authorizing private armies with secret money. So and so now you have, in addition to Washington and Wall Street, a growing amount of private mercenary firms, which is scary. And um, and the reality is they're making a lot of money, Greg. As I said, it's what's driving global inequality. And everyone is dependent on this money to keep the game going, whether it's CNN, whether it's the big defense contractors, whether it's the big telecoms. All these guys are addicted to dirty money. This is dirty money, and they're addicted to it. They're trying to legalize it, but they're addicted. And so they're going to do any – it's like an addict who's got to get his fix. They're all on board to get that fix. And that's, and what, that's the what the real, $21 trillion is. The $21 trillion is the heroin. Is the, the dirty money is the, is the addiction. Right. And, and, and but, but putting – let's go back to what FASB 56 is. What they did was instead of creating a bailout, they created a structure where you can do a bailout every day, 24 seven. Wow. They created an open pipeline backdoor to the treasury. One of the things they're gonna say is, oh no, no, it's subject to aggregate totals. No, it's not. First of all, if you wanted to do secret things, the black budget laws, as I describe in the black budget, or we describe in the black budget article, constitution.slayer.com, you already have that in place. Okay, so you don't need this. Um, if you look at how they're using the federal government, there's lots of uh, uh, indication that I would argue says that they're laundering money in and then spending it out. So let's say you land in the Middle East and you start selling oil through the back door. You're laundering those revenues through DOD or other government agencies. It's a pattern that I saw. I can only explain what I saw at HUD by uh, assuming I think they were laundering some of the drug profits through the HUD as a government agency. So, so this is basically an open running bailout because under this structure, you can transfer private assets uh, or you can transfer assets out of the federal government into private ownership and nobody will know and nobody can stop it. There's no oversight whatsoever. You can't even know who's doing it. I, I'm telling you, they just took the United States government. They just changed the gover governance model by accounting policy to a fascist government. A government and, and if you're an investor, you don't know who owns those assets, and there's no, there's no evidence to suggest that you do. If the law says you have to produce audited financial statements and you refuse to do so for 20 years, and then you know when somebody calls you on to proceed to change the accounting laws on the theory that you can just now run secret books for 
all the agencies and uh, over a hundred related entities. I mean, when I saw that, Greg, you know, I'll never forget when Enron first happened. And I thought Enron was laundering the money they were pulling out of HUD at the time, which is why I was researching Enron. After Enron blew up, the Cayman Islands came out with a, did a press conference and said, you know, we'd be delighted to help the Department of Justice research what Enron was doing in the Cayman Islands. Enron had 700 um, subsidiaries in the Cayman Islands. And they said, but as of yet, the Department of Justice has not asked for help or cooperation. In other words, the Department of Justice hadn't tried to assert any jurisdiction over the money or over the just the, the documentations or learn what was going on. And my question at this point, given what I've just seen, if you really dive in and look at the detail on FASB 56 is, were those 700 subsidiaries really owned by the U.S. government? And when you look at the way the Clintons, uh, you know, and everybody in Washington knows it's a total fraud. I mean, they just had a Senate hearing a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago. If, if, if you look at the offshore system run by the Brits, so um, there's a wonderful new documentary called The Spider's Web. While the money started going missing, the amount of money in the offshore havens exploded by approximately the same, my estimate show is approximately the same amount. So as money is disappearing from the US government, the money in the havens is exploding in amounts. Okay, now I think one of the reasons the Brits went forward with Brexit is they wanted to protect that offshore haven system from the meddling or interference or regulation of the European Central Bank and, and the EU. They didn't want to give up because, their operation. They didn't want to give up their, their VIG. Well, but but you have major derivatives positions and major resources being managed at, through that offshore haven, which I think includes a lot of the money that's been disappearing from the U.S. government, or certainly was dif disappeared through, the, through HUD and the pump and dump of the housing market. So the question is, if you're taking the U.S. government books dark, and we already have the offshore havens dark, what in the world's going on? Now, clearly, uh, to me, what's important is we, we are being told by the politicians the pensions are underfunded. There's no money to fund the pensions. There's no money for health care. There's no money for all these things. The reality is, well, if you say there's no money, but you refuse to produce audited financial statements for the last 20 years, and we have undocumentable adjustments that are many thousands of multiples more than what would be considered immaterial. I say not acceptable, time for an audit. And, and not just an audit of the US government, an audit, a real audit, but an audit of the Federal Reserve. If Greg, if, if I came to you, let's let's say Dr. Skidmore uses a wonderful example of a church. If you came to the church business meeting and the church had a budget of $500,000 and the pastor got up and said, we have undocumentable adjustments of $5 million and or, or $50 million and I can't give you financial statements and it appears we're missing $5 million from last year, what would you say? Yeah. You you wouldn't say, well, make sure you don't do it next year. You would say, no, I want you to go find that $5 million. Right? Same thing with the 21 missing trillion dollars. Where is it? Right. Well, if there's no money for the pension funds, you know, if the pension funds are going to be un unfunded, if healthcare is going to be unfunded, if infrastructure is going to be unfunded, then I want to know what was that 21 trillion and where did it go? 
do, do we end up getting a new dollar out of this? Do we, do they come up someday and say, hey, listen, but we have a new dollar. We're going to get rid of the Fed Reserve. Does that happen someday? Is that what the reset looks like? I mean, everybody's talking about this reset. I mean, the IMF so, has talked about it. Everybody's talked about this. So, what does the reset so, look like? So what I'm going to tell you is that's irrelevant. That's a relevant question, and here's why. If you are in a system where a secret group of people can do whatever they want, whenever they want, including you know, burn you out of your house or take your assets whenever they want, there are no property rights and you're in a slavery system. So this is far bigger than will there be a dollar or will gold go up in price? Because we're creating a governance structure that says they can come and steal your assets whenever they want. I remember when I was uh, involved in the, you know, really focused on the gold markets, the group at GATA wrote an, uh, a letter to the Treasury saying, do you reserve the right to seize gold? And they came back with a, a reply on, on stationery saying, we reserve the right to seize all your assets. So this is not about what will the dollar look about like. This is about whether or not you will be allowed to own private assets. That's how big this is. That's why, you know, uh, if you if you go to constitution.solary.com, you'll see a picture of George Washington with a big kiss on his forehead. Our wrap up in the second quarter of 2016 was enforce the Constitution or you can kiss your money goodbye. So my question is, will you be allowed to have assets when this is all, all over? Because that's what we're doing here. We're changing the legal and governance structure to say, you know, we reserve the right to not only debase your private property, but to siphon it or take it. I mean, if you look at the cover of our 2018 annual wrap up, which we'll publish next month, um, and we're publishing the audios now throughout the month, but you can see it if you come to hudmissingmoney.solary.com or you come to solary.com, you can see it on the cover. Um, if you look at what that says is you're putting money into the system and then that money is disappearing out the back door while you are on the hook for it. Make no mistake about it, Greg. If I put real money in a pension fund and I get an IOU from the treasury back, I've just translated an asset into a liability because now I'm on the hook for that treasury, but the asset's gone out the back door. Mm -mm -mm. I want to cut it there. I want to say, I want to give you a little plug here for your, um, your uh, coming up uh, your next Solar report, which is pretty fabulous. This is what it looks like. And you talk about the the real game of missing money. And we'll go through the game of missing money, which is awful, actually, for little people like me uh, that have to depend on, you know, the dollar working, my bank working, uh, my car title being my car, my my house title being my house. Uh, you know, for the little guy uh, for a, who has got a pension, which I don't have one uh but the little guy i mean having a pension or a 401k plan they're going to get creamed is what you're saying i i i, I suspect they're, they're going to get they're getting they're getting creamed right now it's not you, going to we're getting creamed what, right now what does the little guy do is, what does the little guy do i mean do, they, do you get out of paper do you do you buy gold well you, here, here's what, here's the first what do you do? the first thing the first thing you've got to do is you've got to understand what's going on okay because knowledge is power so, so the first thing you need is good intelligence. And that's why I'm doing the annual wrap up this way, Greg. 
I what I said is investors big and small and households I don't mean just investment of your money but investment of your time you need an accurate map of what's happening and the goal of the 2018 uh, annual wrap up is to bring all the information together in one place so you can understand and make an assessment because everybody's different you know everybody's different in terms of what you're doing with your household what you're doing with your time what you're doing for your career what you're doing for your money and you need a good map of what's going so that you can assess all the different aspects for you so my goal was to bring it into one place um and then you need to decide how you're going to build resiliency to protect yourself from the changes the danger of course is that that uh you know the value of our assets get inflated or deflated away depending on which scenarios you think are going to happen um but the other the other thing is we have to if we want to preserve both the culture and the governance structure that we have in America now's the time where we're going to have to do something there's plenty of things we can do um but but we're not going to be able to sit around and passively depend on some guy we we vote for for president the president cannot fix this we need to fix this if you give the president a supermajority and you give congress a supermajority of saying we want this fixed you know forget this fight between republican and democrats You know what I've said to everybody is if you all would just collaborate on running the money clean we could hate each other rich instead of hating each other poor. This is Main Street versus Wall Street. This is honest books versus dirty books. If you if you if you want the United States in 10 years to resemble anything like what it looked like 20 years ago you're going to have to do it and there's no one else who can do it but you have to first get the intelligence so you know what's happening and then you have to decide of the thousands of different things you can do you know what do you want to do uh with that we are going to call to that you're going to come back uh, what are you going to put this out in the what next month or something and so you're going to so, uh, you're, you're going to come publishing it now this, right? huh? yeah so we're publishing it now we publish it in four segments through the month there's a special website dedicated to all of this so that you can you can access now but we continue to put content throughout the month and then we'll produce the PDF and the hard copy next month so yeah so when you when it, so when you it's can, soup, you're going to come back and say okay we published but, it all here it is here's and then there's a and there's a, a hard and this will I know I just have a uh, the cover art of your magazine which I printed off your thing that's not finished yet and it'll come in like this so you'll have something sweet something you know tacked out you can right. hold on to you well only if you Greg, we have digital subscribers and digital plus print. If you're a digital plus print, you get the hard copy. If you're a digital subscriber, you know, some people don't want the hard copy. So, if you're a digital subscriber, you get the digital version. You'll get a PDF and a flipbook. Well, the good thing about a a hard copy is it doesn't crash. Right? And it doesn't need battery. Power. Well, the other thing is And you yeah, and you, you do at, and you do a really I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm holding this out just flipping the page, but you do a really super I mean, this is like this is kills. I mean, the paper is very thick. It's better than Time or Life or 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 any other of the crappy articles. Right. So one of the one of the things I absolutely believe is, um, you know, people are busy, and they can't afford to try and get information in a way which is very draining. So I think you know I think it's very important that this kind of information be presented in very very professional ways. And also, succinct. you know, I like to, you're, you're, succinct, you're, succinct, you're, also, you're detailed, but you're also succinct. I mean, 
It's not right. like, you know, what you go through to make this is, is if you printed it out, would be, you know, that. Right? I mean, it would right. be huge. It would be massive for you to boil that right. down. That, that's what journalism is, right? You boil things down. You know, right. we don't need that. We don't need this. We need this. We don't need that. That's what journalism is. Good journalism, honest, arbiter of the facts. That's what you are. Right, but I, 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 I'm like you. I also believe if you get it out there in hard copy, nobody can take it away. Yeah. You know, if you've got thousands of hard copies spread all over the place, yeah, that's a lot more enduring. You and I both deal with a lot of mysterious systems problems. So you and I both know there's uh, digital format only has its has its challenges. Yeah, that, that's why the Bible's not just word of mouth, right? They put it in a book, you know, and it's out there all <laughs> over the place. Hard to get rid of, which is good. I know. Okay, listen, Catherine uh, uh, Austin Fitz, uh, you, I'm going to put the links up for Solari.com, your constitutional page, your missing money page. You're going to come out with a hard copy of this when it's all finished in, a, what, 30 days right. or so. Love to have you on again. Right. You're a smart person. Right. Thank you so much. And, and I just want to make the point again. I think the time has come, if you're an investor directly or indirectly in Treasury Securities, federally secured or insured mortgage-backed securities or stocks that are heavily dependent on federal flows, the time has come for you to do serious due diligence on whether or not you think FASB 56 has an important impact on not just your buy decision, but your pricing decision. You need to do your own due diligence. We're in a environment where all of this is caveat emptor, buyer beware, You've got to do the due diligence. And with that, I'll leave you. Catherine Austin Fitz, Solari.com. Catherine Austin Fitz is the publisher and creator of the Solari Report. Catherine Austin Fitz, thank you for joining us today on USAWatchdog.com. Thanks, Greg. Have a great day. Betsy and Thomas here for the American Isn't Insurance she great? Community. One ninety-nine. How crazy is that? That I would usually it's how much? Four dollars? Crackle Barrel? Yes. Oh, in this. Si- oh, because Crackle Barrel is usually like four dollars. Right. It depends on what it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What do you know that? I bought some greens out of there. Still in the back. Unless you bought them out. Who feel like taking time to cook those greens today? I got games on. Who now are these college games? What? Are they college games? Oh, who's playing? Is it pivotal? Professional football. Oh, it's professional. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's a big deal. I didn't know they were doing that on a weekday. This ain't no weekday. It's not? Yeah. I thought it was Sunday. Oh, it is Sunday. You know what? I I got up so early and said Sunday. When I go to sleep so late, I lose track of time. The next weekday, we see we better be down at the same court. That's tomorrow, the 14th. Yeah, you're right. It's Monday. I mean, tomorrow. We got to get out early. Yeah. Maybe we catch Coco. Right. We wait in the store till we come. Oh. Then we ride down to Broad Street. Oh, that would be nice. And we could either hook, see that second green light? Yeah. Way down there? Yeah. That's how we, well, we got to walk as we get off Coco. Where's my hot chocolate? You mean to tell me you left it in there? I never took it.
issue, bitch. I told you you could take it in there and you took it in your hand and went in. Now you're looking for it. Oh, God. What did I do with it? You're going to have to make some of I must really be tired. Oh, that con leche was like... Oh, that that's that Dominican uh, drink is like... Oh, woo, it was delicious. Oh, wow. Mm. I feel like opening up the bottle. I don't need this yet. Open you. I feel like opening up a bottle of that red wine. Oh, it's so nice. That sweet red wine. The sweet one. Oh, we need to put it in there. That's all I got. And I have ice. You do? Yes, I do. Now, it goes very nice with the steak. Yeah, but that's going to be a problem, though. What? Because I got meat. Got to put in there that orange thing can't be in there. We ain't got that. I, I already put the meat in the freezer. You ain't put it all. It's meat right in there that's going soft. Oh, I didn't see any. I I, I, I saw know. two pe pieces in the back and I put you it in know there. All what's in there. You don't know all what's in the car. And you cannot assume that I'm getting everything from from the pantry. Oh yeah. A lot of that stuff. I'm fine. Okay. So I put a lot of cans of green, spinach and green, collard greens, uh -huh. open up and eat a can once in a while. What will it do? What will it do? It'll help you with dropping your stool when you go to bed. Oh, thank you, baby. Last night you dropped the thing in there last night. <laughs> did, you did not monitor that. I didn't. I couldn't flush the toilet. It wasn't going oh, out. Oh, God. I had to plunge you and shit. Oh, and you I found it. it. You're getting enough fiber, but you got not getting enough fiber. Oh, my God. Too much fiber. Is that why you bought the pears? Pears? Yeah, you had a bag of pears and prunes. Oh, well, it's like maybe God knew. I don't know. That's funny. Oh, my goodness. Who is monitoring my stools? This is disturbing. What? My brother had been answering me. My mama had eight kids before that. Okay. Louis is teaching me and Ryan. Right. Louis is pissed off. Because I cussed her out one time. Okay. She's a bossy one. Yes. So she can boss the ones at the hospital. And she can't boss you. But she can't boss me. She don't know that. She better so Right. She thought I was because I was wearing a Foley catheter at the time. Oh no. So we get up to the VA. Louise and then I didn't tell her to bring Ronnie and all them up there. I asked her to come. Oh my god. So when the urologist seen that, he got pissed off. And he said, Oh, I see you bought your whole family. <laughs> All of that because that asshole, so. Oh, God. 
Such a busybody. Mother thing she did too. What else, Daddy? What else you not done? She brought a fried chicken and called it a day. I heard about that. I heard about the time she brought her KFC. had a big thing of change. You were hiding it from Ed. It's mostly Ed. Ed never stole nothing but a beer. I know. But you, you had all that change. You said, don't give him change from this. Remember that? You got a lot I of change lying around. Pennies. I don't think it's enough to pay no bus Oh. You used to have a lot of change lying around in your room. And Man, some is it enough? Probably. When, well, suppose it ain't. Well, we gotta count it. When we uh, were doing interviews for the recently published Okay, book, sorry, sorry. Oh, oh, you go by. Tony Bennett. Uh, I asked him about those halcyon days of recording at Halcyon. Yeah. Became sort of they could take a picture of that boy. I don't care if they see it. Right. Just say you're 80 years old and your daughter's got big boobs and she can't. Okay. I put your picture away. Uh, uh, Daddy, you didn't put the code. Yes, I need to take it from the street. It's the photographer. The photographer Tiffany knows her 15 minutes of fame were probably over five minutes ago, and she'll do anything to hold on to what little hype she has left. The whole fake ghetto girl persona doesn't portray us in the best light anyway. I don't have any hate in my heart for it. If she would just stop cooning, stop kissing up to these crackers, and stop letting people like Kevin Hart put a battery in her back to say some old stupid shit just because she helped, he helped put her on. And just somebody let her know that being real doesn't mean being ratchet. It just means being honest and true to yourself. You don't have to put up a front for these people. Now let's talk about Kevin Hart and how Cat Karma caught up his black ass. Our Mr. Knight in shining armor, Sir Chocolate Dropper, had something to say, Whoa. and he said it with his chest. Good or bad, my frustration with Cat Williams comes from, you keep pointing at Hollywood. Hollywood this, the white man, this, this, and this. When do you take responsibility for your actions? You had the shot. Cat was in that position at one you point. You were the guy. Yeah. You were set up to be the star. You didn't show up to work. 
You fucked off promo shoots. You fucked off your promo fucking uh, trips that they had set up for you. You became a risk to the studios, which is why the studios stopped fucking with you. Why was he a risk? He chose drugs. Oh, okay. Take responsibility for what you chose and say, you know what? I got to fix me, and I'm going to come back, and I'm going to stand up for comedy. Mm -hmm. So when you say Tiffany Haddish doesn't deserve or isn't really a comedian, and these other women have worked hard, which they have. Shouts out to Melanie Camacho. Shouts out to Lou Nell. Mm -hmm. Shouts out to Leslie Jones, who are all underneath the umbrella of Cat Williams. Cat Williams, have you ever used your platform to fucking bring the people that were under you up? Of course he had more to say. I mean, at this point, Kev is really gassed up because he knows Angela Yee, Charlemagne, and DJ What's-His-Face are all pro-Hollywood and pro-industry and are going to suck up to anybody blowing at the time. You know how whenever real niggas come on that show, all they do is try to tear them down by asking questions about something bad they've done in the past. <laughs> I love how during this interview, however, Charlemagne's sweet ass didn't even want to start with the Cat Williams situation, but Kev beat him to it. You haven't. So because you haven't, don't shit on those that now are. I've used my platform, and I've brought my guys and girls up. The brand of Kevin Hart is a brand that's expanded so fucking far, whether you like me or not. My presence of comedy will forever be felt, because mm. I'm a fucking boss. Mm. I sit on the top of it, and the opportunities I'm given are the ones that I'm creating. Mm. So take responsibility for what you did. You fuck you. Nobody else did. You don't hear Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, The Kings of Comedy, Seinfeld. You don't hear George Lucas. I would play more of the Breakfast Club interview, but I really don't want to hear this dude run his dick sucker anymore. Oh, wow. So I'll just quote him. In a now-removed tweet, uh, Kevin said in reference to Cat and Mike Epps, White people love me, and I have everything that a black man ever dreamed of. But I am mad at you two niggas because some of y'all don't like me. Why everybody don't like me? Everybody's supposed to like me. I am Ke at Kevin Hart for real. I don't do drugs. I never drank liquor, LOL. Cat and Mike, y'all not good enough. Sorry, go back in the field. Look at me giving a charity. Look at me buying jerseys for the kids. I gave Tiffany Haddish money when she was living in the car. I have my own production company. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. Woof. Now, for a person like me, that's a lot to unpack. White people love me. Go back in the field. And what's with this I shit? I did this. I did that. I'll discuss that before I wrap up the video, but before I do, I want to hear from some OGs in the game. Let's bring Red Grant back into this. The comedy community has always been about competition. Some of the statements today is like, I'm like, fucking cat on drugs, kid. Come on, kid. You never seen fucking cat do no fucking drugs, my nigga. Drugs? He really, he really tarnished his reputation right there. With just, does he have knowledge of that? Or did he just assume that? Wow. Chiba? That's a throw. You ain't gonna throw my gap under the box of drugs. Oh, man. 
Now see, as respectful as he did it, I'm glad Red checked Kev right there. The drug allegations, you know, that Kevin made against Cat Williams and Mike Epps were tasteless and out of place. He also checked Charlemagne's one-sided take on the situation. And Charlemagne, yeah, I know you don't know one of my jokes, but what you're doing is insane, my brother. And I know you like to start ships, and I definitely know you like Kev more than you like Cat. Just in your conversation and the things you say. Don't be a fuck boy when you're doing it. Be, 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 be you. Be your real self, my nigga. If fuck boy shit is what you want, then, alright. But, I've seen some of your interviews, and I like them, man. They, they're cool. I can tell you, Charlemagne the God, he gives some good interviews. said it better myself if you ever get a chance really check out this guy's stand-up he is really funny and he uh, doesn't get the credit he really deserves speaking of OGs it wasn't long after the Hart Haddish interview that Mike Epps was on the breakfast club and our old friend Charlemagne the goddess messy ass couldn't wait to get to the bottom of his beef with Kevin Hart get this out the way uh, what is the issue with Kevin Hart yeah. uh, is there an issue this is the thing about that whole situation. This is this is a lifetime achievement for all of us. And I think that some of us when we get success, we turn into the police. <laughs> Explain. What do you mean police? It's just you know, you turn into the police where you know if where you get where you have a platform where you can speak on things, everybody loves a winner, you know, and that's the that's the thing about when you win and you don't know who really is really on your side. They just riding for you. Now, I am so glad Mike handled it in the classy way he did. If you ask me, it was head and shoulders above the way Kevin handled it in overall maturity and chill. The way Mike Epps sees it, he's an OG with over 25 years experience in the game. And hey, they can get any of us, man, you know? So, you know... None of us is perfect. None of us is better than anyone. None of, none of us was godfathered in the business. We all started off with nothing. Mm -hmm. Every last one of us. And uh, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm an OG in the game. I've been in the business for 25 years. It's a lifetime achievement achievement for me. And everybody tries to make it like, oh y'all, you know, you upset or you jealous or you bitter this and that. Hey man. I paved the way for all of them, too. Mm -hmm. I paved the way for that group of people. Yeah, that's why I don't understand how somebody can say that my opinion is hate. My opinion is my opinion. Uh. I mean, and, 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 and in the history of comedy, there's always been beefs. This ain't, 
And this ain't even no beef. This is, I mean, because if you think about it, we comedians. Like, who? Really? Mike said a mouthful when he said in reference to Kevin Hart. People can have an opinion about you. Just because you're the CEO of something or you have more than the next person, that doesn't mean that a person can have an opinion about you. Everybody's not going to like you. And you can't be upset at everybody for not liking you. <laughs> Mike hit the nail on the head. Mike also mentioned what it's like to have the spotlight or a platform like Kevin does. When you're the number one stunner, you can project any image you want people to see. But the biggest takeaway I took from one of Mike's quotes was, don't get too cute in this business. And again, Mike could not be more right as it pertains to Kevin Hart. It was just last December that Kev got caught cheating on his pregnant wife, wasn't it? He had to apologize for that. Now he's having to apologize again. Now back when he was a real nigga, he said some real nigga shit about how he felt about homosexuality. He didn't condone it, and it wasn't something that he'd tolerate in his household. Now an old tweet surfaced that said, and I quote, Yo, if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. He also had some so-called homophobic jokes in his older stand-up routines. Now that the same Hollywood he was just defending and gatekeeping for pulled his fucking card. Hart was slated to host the 2019 Oscar Awards, but the Transylvanian community, thank you, Kaya, <laughs> want him to apologize for some old shit from 2011 that he already apologized for. See? He got too cute. Got a little too full of himself. And the people had reminded him of, him of his place. They humbled that nigga. And I can promise you that it wasn't somebody black who sold him out and dug <laughs> up those old <laughs> tweets and routines. In the meantime, queen of all dykes and, sp and chosen spokesman of the LGBT community, Ellen, allowed Kev to come on his show and speak his piece, which in turn he gave Kev back his official gay pass. If that wasn't enough, Don Lamone had to make Kev the highlight of his show two nights in a row. Lamone. Don Lemon expected Kevin to cross over and become a champion or some kind of ally for the gay community. Kevin responded by saying, it's not his life's dream to become an ally of the gay community. See, I always look a little deeper into things. And if y'all don't know like I know, he thought he paid his pound of flesh when he wore that dress on SNL, but y'all know that wasn't enough. But Mr. Hart thought he was so above it all. Now, I'm not going to lie, I do respect the way he handled Don Lennon. And I can only hope that this reminds him of where he came from and who actually put him on top, which was us. Because if you know like I know, what goes up usually comes down. But not, not Mr. K. Hart. This guy doesn't believe he's just number one in comedy at the box office. He believes he's a superior human being. If you don't believe it, listen to him talk. And if this isn't narcissistic, I don't know what is. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I give to charity. I put people on. <clears throat> Nigga, just stop. The shit that made people like Richard Pryor and Patrice O'Neill funny was their pain and the shit that they actually went through in life. If you listen to D.L. Hughley, Eddie Griffin, Cat Williams, or Corey Holcomb, they don't have to put up a front for you to like them, and they're not going to bootlick and ass kiss and apologize every time the white supremacist, Jewish, gay, Hollywood elite want a nigga to bow down. 
that's who we really need to represent us. The true ride or die that don't need to lie. The ones who refuse to dress like a fag for a bag. Instead of worrying about crabs in the bucket, do your own thing and say fuck it. Say what you feel and keep this shit real. If they call you a hater, tell them see you later. I wasn't called to preach, but if you watch this video to the end, give me an amen. I appreciate you. Spread this video around on social media if you like it. God bless. Have a good day. Hey, slide. Now, before you leave, we're going to... Amen. Hallelujah. And word to Jehoshaphat. So, what did you say? I was talking about the boots that I can't wear because they're too small. You said what? We're singing around and the hurt and shoe is no good man. A hurt and shoe and a no good man. A hurt and shoe and a no good man. They're both painful. Now, where did you get that, Daddy? Nana? I used to know. He used to say that. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't no good as hell. Oh no. That's messed up. You were supposed to tell me so many things. You had Christmas raps that you were supposed to tell me. You had some holiday stories and rhymes. And you said, I'll tell you later, and you never told me later. I'll tell you the next time we go to all I gotta wait until then. Okay. We told her to bring more leaves and we not eat and we're not eating them. Oh, I'll just tell her I need them fresh. Huh? I need them fresh. What that mean? Don't cook them? No, <laughs> I need them just out the oven. Okay. Can we have some biscuits? She probably hates me. She knows you told her to bring them biscuits before. And they try to act like no, I know. They try to act like they didn't hear you. You know everybody wants these biscuits. Well, I mean, oh no, you can't do that. Yes, this hot water sure is good. You never get that. Yeah, it's here. I think I'm menstrual again. Oh god. Every time I turn around. Can we have more more biscuits? Yes, yes of course. No, I'm gonna leave it right there. I wonder if they let you take it home. Do you remember Aunt what's her name that used to carry around plastic baggies? When she went to Atlantic City? Aunt. Oh my gosh, what was her name? Evelyn. Mean lady? She was a little mean, but not really. She just was different. She was like the black version. A hurting shoe, no. Um, you know what I always thought of her as? You know the other sister, the middle sister on the Brady Bunch? Not Marsha, not Cindy, the middle one, Jan. It's like a black version of Jan in the personality. She had like an Eve Plum aura. She always farted in the car.
Huh? Oh, Lindsay Lohan has her own show. She has a dance like the electric slide. Nobody would hide She has a spa, a resort. You gonna go visit Lindsay, Daddy? You said you're gonna you're gonna visit Lindsay Lohan. How she look? They probably did. That's what they said this morning. If you can't remember it, why would anybody else remember it? Unless you remind them. Daddy, I just ate a biscuit. I gotta digest. I think that potato filled you up. It did, in that in that shake. That sugar shake. They must have just taken a whole bag of sugar and just the train is fine. Probably. She not gonna let me take that home. <laughs> you can't have all you can eat and take anything home. Where do you think this is? You putting all that mess on top of those things? Oh no, I was gonna ask. Uh, okay. Can he have a doggy bag? should have gotten two because I like that container. Those are nice containers. Then. Heat your stuff up in. Terry might throw them out. My Terry. So nice of her to find my credit card. It I'm thinking maybe it was, you know, who. Well, that's done before my food. 
somebody at the same time. You like this one? It's more soulful. Yeah. We're gonna get another one because I like this black container. They gotta have something to put in it. Well, you still have biscuits. really fun spending time with them. You sound like you're getting ready to go back home then. Well, <laughs> we don't know. She could pass away on us. I don't want that to happen. That's true. So, I'd like to go and talk to her again. You think it'll close? Yeah, well, you can fit some more in. Yeah, I'm going to put some more in here. You know what? Let me text him now and ask him. Oh, man. I wonder if I got rid of his uh, phone number. Yeah. 
another pour, another pour, another pour. Tell me what it was like. They do the same.